with the 19th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Layden Vanderesh, linebacker, Boise State. Welcome into this edition of Collins and Big O on the boys. Today we're going to talk about a lot of things. Um, you can find me on Twitter at AdamCollinsCN. You can find Big O on Twitter at Big O Mitchell. We're going to be talking about Jason Witten's retirement, uh, recapping the first round, taking your Twitter questions, and previewing rounds two and three. So let's start with uh, let's start with the goat retiring. What are your thoughts on that? It hurts, man. It was unexpected. Unlike some of the fans we have on Twitter, I was, I was looking forward to Witten playing again. He was very productive last year. If you look at actual facts, he was the third best uh, tight end in the NFC, yeah. uh, even last year. So, I mean, it, it hurts pretty bad, and it puts us in a situation that kind of shocks me. I think the team may have knew, may not have knew, but just weird timing, honestly. But I would hate to think this would make a professional athlete change his opinion on something, but I truly believe he's tired of reading the crap on the internet and actual so-called Dallas fans talking shit about him. Yeah. And now they're, uh, now they're all regretting that and saying, Oh crap, we have Rico gathers and Jeff Swaim are our two tight ends now. Exactly. But for months and months, weeks and weeks since Daz got released, everybody's been on the, well, why didn't we cut with and why didn't we cut with and, well, now you got your wish, and now we have no tight end. Yeah, uh, and me and you were talking earlier. It, it is a good thing. You can get a good tight end usually rounds three to seven, but there, there's a lot to choose from, and you got to make sure to get that right guy. Plus, he's going to be a rookie stepping right in. No way he's going to have the production Witten had. Exactly, and I want to explain something to Rico Gathers fans. I like Rico Gathers. He has good upside, but... Rico Gathers is not at all ready to play in the NFL. He has a very limited route tree, if it won at all. He's just a freak athlete. He cannot block at all. And he doesn't know the playbook at all. So, I mean, people are just wanting to hand him the reins because he had a big preseason game against third stringers. I mean, yes, he's a freak athlete. Yes, he had a great game. So did Cooper Rush, by the way. It's just it's ridiculous to think that he's going to step in and contribute. And if you listen to the people that are actually in the organization, Stephen Jones basically tries not to even mention Rico anytime contributing to anything because, like he says, every time it's mentioned, Rico is a project. I mean, he's nowhere near ready to contribute to this team. So you uh, you heard it here first. Jeff Swaim is going to be the tight end one next season for the Cowboys. That's crazy as it sounds. I mean, that's the way it's looking unless we sign a veteran and trade for a veteran. It's a scary proposition at the moment. But apparently they're really high on Blake Darwin, who's already on the roster. Um, Stephen Jones is very high on him. And Stephen gets most of his info from Will McClay and the other guys. So right. I'm cool with it. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um... I did actually just see an update that came across my phone that uh, Stephen Jones said on 105.3 in Dallas that he was not aware of Witten retiring, so it caught them all off guard. Yeah, like I just said, I honestly think uh, Witten himself said that some things have been said over the last few years, 
and he's just tired of it. I mean, these guys get on social media, and you got a guy that gives his heart and soul to the team, and you're basically berating him and calling him trash and wanting him to retire. Of course he's going to. And I never understood it because I'm like, who do you guys uh, – who do you expect to replace him with? I mean, he, he's not going to listen to that crap. If I put my 15 years in and the time has come, then I would call it quits too. I agree. All right, well, enough Witten talk. Uh, he's certainly going to be missed by us all, and I think we're going to see it's going to be rough without him. We're going to have to try to figure out what to do, but uh, let's move on and recap the first round. Uh, the Cowboys take Leighton Vander Esch, a linebacker out of Boise State. Did you like the pick? At first, I didn't dislike the pick, but I was kind of shocked. But if you actually research a little bit, which I did last night after the pick, um, and then after having time to think about it, which I'm not the guy that wanted to trade up and get James anyway, Derwin James. I watched that guy play my whole life being a Virginia Tech fan. We go against FSU, so I study him pretty good. Um, he is extremely overrated. Uh, he, he's raw. He's an athlete. That's about it. Um, if you look at LVE's tape, I mean, the tape speaks for itself. The guy is explosive. He's rangy. Very good in coverage. He had 141 tackles last year. To me, that's just insane. And one of the only issues that he went where he went is people had this mis- neck injury thing. Neck injury. Never happened. That, I mean, it never happened. He he's never had a neck injury. He missed a few games as a sophomore with a misdiagnosed concussion because he was having headaches and he said himself that he went to the chiropractor and his headaches went away. So, I mean, he has no injury there. I mean, there's nothing to worry about. And everybody talks about the break, the pad that he wears when he's playing the little neck brace thing. I don't even, I call it a neck roll. A lot of people wear this. Exactly. When I played, everybody wore those as a linebacker. I mean, that's not shocking at all. That just kind of prevents stingers and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that has nothing to do with you have <laughs> you have issues. And then I've seen several people say that he's soft. Um, a soft guy doesn't have 141 tackles. Exactly. And, yeah, going back to the neck brace, uh, that makes him look even more like Brian Erlacher. When I'm watching his tape, that's who I see. Exactly. And that's who Will McClay sees. And Will McClay is one of the best in the business at evaluating talent. And that's when I was on board with his pick. At first, I was like, dang. Steven and Jerry that went and got somebody that Rod wanted. No, Will McClay wanted LVE. They drafted who Will McClay wanted. They said that he will get them turnovers, and he reminds them so much of Erlacher. Yeah, when I was when I first watched it and heard the pick, I, I had the same reaction. I was like, okay, yeah, we need a linebacker. I didn't know much about this guy. Uh, I'd been researching him a little bit, but I went in, looked a little deeper. Let's take a look at the numbers. He had 141 tackles, 8.5 tackles for loss, 4 sacks, 4 pass breakups, 4 forced fumbles, 3 interceptions, and was the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. That's a pretty good resume. Exactly. I mean, the more I read about it, the more I like it. And then the kid is just infectious. Like, he wanted to be here. Like He loves the Dallas Cowboys, and that's that's what I love. Yeah, I just saw the video of him arriving at uh, at the star in Frisco, and he lands in Dallas. Jerry picks him up in the helicopter, flies him in the helicopter to the star, and just lands on the field like right by Zeke, who's just working out on the field. I mean, how cool is that? By himself. 
Yeah, exactly. That's Nobody be, working out. Zeke's putting in work. That's yeah. When I saw that video too, I think it was John Machota put that video out. But I was like, okay, Zeke, he he's serious this off season. He's out there by himself. Exactly. This is voluntary. He is going to eat this year. Yep, he's out there voluntarily working out. No one else is out there, so that's a good thing. Uh, let's get on to the Twitter questions. Hold on one second before we get to the Twitter question. I want to touch base because a couple of people are saying, well, I guess they're giving up on the Jalen Smith experiment. No, actually they're not. They just want Jalen Smith to rush the passer more. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why all three guys can't play at the same time. I know they're all – They will play it off. They will, and that's what people understand. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? They'll be on the field at the exact same time. Sean Lee, LVE, and Jalen Smith will be your starting linebackers with Damian Wilson. Yeah, Damian Wilson's a solid guy to have in that rotation also. Exactly. I mean, that's just insane. That <laughs> Pretty good linebacker package, if you ask me. Yep. All right, Twitter questions. Uh, we had a couple from Masked Fan 3 Is there any player left on the board that you would trade up for in the top of the second round if you were Dallas? Yes. Will Hernandez. I'd have to agree. Um, I also would like to take Cortland Sutton, but I'd say we stay put for him. Um, I think if we stay put, he's going to fall right into our laps, but I would like to trade a couple of those later round picks and go up and get Hernandez and then stay at 50 as well. If we could somehow get Hernandez and Sutton, I would be so happy. That would be three starters, basically, just like last year in the first three rounds. Yeah, that that would be. I would be so happy if that happened. Um, Same. Next question comes from Kimberly. This is a very confusing question, but is Dak friendly offense equals drafting defense and trading for uh, E. Thomas? No need for playmaker wide receiver since we don't throw the ball more than eight yards every often. Just dink and duck and feed Zeke. Eat the clock and let the D win the game. Follow Seattle's model of game of game management quarterback and win versus Dallas. Wow. Uh, that just sounds like a rant. And uh, that's just dissing the Cowboys' first-round pick. So, uh, Kimberly, wait on it. LVE is going to be a stud. Yeah, he's absolutely going to be a stud. And uh, so many people say that Dak friendly offenses mean we're going to be dink and dunk. No, that means you're going to hit the open receiver. You're going to have a lot of RPO. You're going to have a 13 and 3 season, possibly. So quick crying. <laughs> uh, next, next, last question comes from the Red Face Wizard. Uh, he asks Will we draft Sutton or a different wide receiver? That depends on uh, who's there. To be honest, I hear all these people talking about Christian Kirk and the guy from Memphis, Anthony Miller. I'm like, okay, but they're both like 5'10", 5'11", short guys that I see as slot receivers in the wide in the NFL. We already have enough of those. <laughs> exactly. We need we need that big guy on the outside. Although we have talked, I think Noah Brown can develop into the guy. He's 6'3", same size as Dez was. Well, that's the problem I had with a couple people last night. They were like, oh, my God, we got a chance to get Ridley here. He's a big guy. I was like, what the hell kind of football do you watch? He's six Calvin foot. Calvin Ridley is not a big guy at all. He's six foot with his shoes on. Exactly. He's a slot receiver at the next level, which we do not need, and which is why he fell the way he did. I was getting so mad when people were talking about uh, Ridley and us taking him. I, I didn't have him on our board at all. And I didn't want. None of the people that I graded, I didn't have a single wide receiver graded as a first round. I agree. And people were wanting DJ Moore, too. I'm like, that guy's 5'11. We don't need a slot receiver. 
No, absolutely not. Not at all. When people were saying DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, I was like, nope, not going to happen. I freaking hope not. Even though I disagreed with the LVE pick a little bit because I didn't know much about the guy. I mean, it makes perfect sense now. And thank God that they took him over one of these wide receivers who are not first-round talent. Yep, I love the pick. So uh, we're going to end here by previewing rounds two and three. The Cowboys have pick number 50 in the second round and pick number 81 in the third round. Uh, we talked about a little earlier. We hope we trade up and somehow keep that 50 pick because if we could end up with Hernandez and Sutton, that would be me and Big O's like A-plus draft rating through the first three Absolutely. rounds. Absolutely, that would be the best draft in, almost in Dallas history. You think That in, would be a home run. Um, I'm thinking third round, do you think maybe a tight end possibly? Or do you think because you said he likes Jarwin and Gathers is still developing, do you think we even go tight end till later in the draft? I think tight end would be way later, but the ones I mentioned earlier in the week or last week, whenever it was, if Tim Settle is there in the third round, you get your one technique in the third round. Uh, What are your other thoughts on uh, third round picks? Any certain positions you'd like to see? I would like to trade some of those later picks away, honestly. We have a lot of young talent. Let's move up and get some elite talent in the next few rounds. Let's trade up and get Hernandez. Let's get Sutton. And then let's just move some of those later picks for the better players. We don't need guys that are going to be practice squad. Yeah. Like, I know we stole Woods in the sixth round last year, but that is very rare that you're going to get a talent like that that late. Yeah, and we have nine more picks. There's no way we're going to pick that many guys because we don't have that many roster spots. So there's no reason to pick. To me, with nine picks left, let's get rid of four of those picks. I agree. And go get Sutton and Hernandez. I agree. I agree 100%. But, and and also, I'll add, I'll have to finish up here. Got to get back to work, unfortunately. I do not and do not want us to trade for Earl Thomas at this point. We have too many needs to give up a second-round pick for that guy. I was just about to bring that up. If they wanted, like, a fourth-round pick, I, I would do it. But I'm not going to give up a, like, a, I don't even know if I'd give up a third. I mean, I saw Aqib Tlaib got traded for a fifth-rounder, and he doesn't want as much money as Thomas. I'm not going to pay Thomas $12 million a year when he's 30 years old. He's 30 years old, and despite people saying that he doesn't, he does have injury concerns. He's had some type of injury the last three years, and most of them are lower body injuries. When you're 30 years old, that shit starts to catch up with you. Trust me, guys, I know. (laughs) I'm 35, and I have knee, ankle issues, all kinds. That's why I can't hardly play any sports right now. All I can do is an elliptical. So... Yeah. I, mean, I know how it is, and they can say all they want. Well, his injuries don't matter. Yeah, they matter. Do you think if an all-pro safety like him was available, which regardless of what people think, he is available, if he didn't have concerns, people would be throwing all kinds of stuff at him. Exactly. Um, well, it's about time to wrap it up. Big O's got to go. Um we will be watching the draft tonight, and uh, I don't know if we'll do a podcast tomorrow. We'll probably do one on uh, Sunday and recap the last six rounds. Ra- yeah, the last six rounds. So uh, stay tuned, and thanks for listening to Collins and Big O on the Boys.